good morning, and I mean absolutely morning. We got the chirpins. I don't know if you can hear them. Let's move the recorder and see if we can hear the chirpins. It's early. It's early. But let's get at it. Edge of your seat podcast back. I like to say back because we ain't never left. But computer, rest in peace. Our homie did 234 episodes of Edge of Your Seat podcast. And it was just time to say goodnight. Came downstairs one day to work on a podcast and black screen. Couldn't see anything. Couldn't get through anything. It was a wrap. Had the hard drive read, emptied, saved, moved over to a new computer, and here we are. Just took a couple weeks. Haven't had a show since, I think, August 20th or 21st. It is now September 16th, so almost a month, man. And it seems to always happen because we were getting in a groove in August. We had each week with two or three episodes. Downloads got back up to 1,600. Thank you, Edge of Your Seat podcast fans, listeners, supporters. Always love and appreciate all the love that you show us, no doubt. And we're like, hey, let's keep steamrolling. Let's do the same thing in September. And then, bam, don't have a computer to do so. But we do now, and we're back. When we say we're, I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. You can listen to Edge of Your Seat podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website, rss.com backslash podcasts that's plural with an s backslash edge of your seat podcast also in the process of moving it or adding it we should say adding adding the podcast to amazon so you should be able to listen to it on there very soon keep listening to edge of your seat podcast or follow the socials facebook edge of your seat podcast and twitter edge of your cp to find out when we're officially on Amazon. Also, you can send us an email anytime you want to about anything. You want to be a guest. You know somebody that would be a good guest. You want to sponsor with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Anything, absolutely anything. Edge of Your Seat Podcast at gmail.com. So the script I have for episode 235 with Christian Soderholm, LaSalle Peru grad, who played overseas in Malta last season. We spoke with him before he went, and that was aired. And then we spoke with him in the middle of the season and after the season. So we got a two-parter coming up. This part is while he's playing. So that's pretty awesome. Over in Malta, an island north of Africa, just south of Italy. That's where he was at playing ball. So had to have him on multiple times. So here's part one, midway through his season. When I wrote the script, I had a computer, not the new one that I'm staring at right now, working right in front of, but the one that had been a general for Edge of Your Seat podcast since the beginning, and then I didn't. So might be a little old, a little updated, but hey, we took the time to write it. It's all important stuff, and podcasts last forever on the internet airwaves. You can always check them out. So some of it's old, but I have updated. We got football, high school style, stats, and records all the way up to week three. Today being Friday, September 16th, week four. So we had to keep those updated. Also got other scores, sports, stuff from every other sport going on in the high school realm. Got some college stuff to talk about. NFL stuff to talk about. A little bit of everything. And if you didn't know, Edge of Your Seat Podcast is brought to you by Mendota Ford. So when we had experienced the computer drama, it was right when high school sports were starting. So we got a little bit of everything from the beginning of the season on. And yeah, (laughs) we're going to jump into that right after an ad. And then we're going to get to the amazing sports that have been going on in the high school realm It's awesome, awesome, awesome to follow high school sports, especially in the Illinois Valley or a little bit north, a little bit south. We try to stay within an hour radius of Mendota, the home stomping ground. So cover about 50 to 52 high schools and everything that they're doing. If you're a coach, an athletic director, a principal, or somebody just has stats or information about a team within an hour of Mendota, 
And as you're going through this, you might hear the school that you represent on there. Feel free to send in stuff, whether it's stats, accomplishments, meetings, anything that you got going on. We'll definitely broadcast it on here and let everybody know what your program has going on. Again, email, socials, contact us. We'll do it. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager, Ski Hartman, and his associate, Jason Hintz, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship, to get you every vehicle you want in cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five and has been with Mendota Ford for two years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he's been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for seven years, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every single way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all of your vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Like I said, we're bringing it back to the beginning. August 22nd, Monday, golf had been going on, but nothing else. This was the beginning of volleyball, cross country, boys soccer, football had had a couple weeks of practices, but hadn't got underway yet. Now everything is moving and shaking. We'll start with boys golf. Geneseo defeated Rock Falls on Monday, August 22nd, Bryson Van Hoot had a 35. At the DeKalb Mark Rolfing Cup, Camelin won. Sterling finished 10th with a 370. And DeKalb scored a 375 behind Andrew Smith and Mason Hubbard. Hubbard had an 80, Smith an 85. Also on August 22nd in boys golf, Hall defeated Newman and Sherrard as the Red Devils had a 170. The Comets had a 181. And the Tigers, a 191. For Hall, Landon Plim had a 38. Lucas Manriquez, a 42. Grant Plim, a 44. Josh Scary, a 46. In a duel, Byron defeated Rockford Lutheran 159 to 169 at Prairie View Golf Course in Byron. That place is beautiful. Mason Brandt had a 39. Aaron Lorenz, a 40. Braden Baker, 40. Charlie Mershon of 40, and Davis Baker of 40. All kinds of Tigers just fording it, it up. At the Seneca Invitational, Serena won behind Cam Figgins's 75. Carson Baker had an 81, Braxton Hart an 86, Hunter Stanton an 87, and Mason Munelez an 87. Boy soccer action from Monday, August 22nd. Streeter defeated Princeton 5-0. Mendota defeated Sandwich 12-0 behind Hasil Watson's three goals. Isaiah Nanez had four assists. Sterling defeated Dixon 2-0. Fabrico Pina had the two goals. The assists were from Julian Resti and Jose Castro. Volleyball court. Irville defeated Amboy 25-18, 25-21. Indian Creek defeated Mooseheart. 25-7, 25-17. Morris defeated Mantino, 25-20, 25-21. And Serena won their opening night in three sets. Girls Golf, Yorkville defeated LaSalle, Peru, 237-253. For the Cavaliers, Ava Morardi had a 48. Yorkville was led by medalist Lane Leonard with a 47. Ava just one stroke short. Also in girls golf, Byron defeated Rockford Lutheran 188 to 246. For Byron, Shannon McHale had a 44, Ava Coltgen a 46, Abby Baker a 46, 
Ava Crawl and Taylor Lenz both had 52s. Girls cross country, Sterling won the Moline Invite. Riley Wade finished 7th, Megan Gingrich 8th, and Delia Block finished 11th. That's the wrap-up for the 22nd. Again, I understand it's September 16th, but hey, these kids did their thing. I couldn't control a computer problem. They couldn't. We got to get the stats out here to show their awesomeness, and then we'll be all caught up. Tuesday, August 23rd, IHSA had a meeting where they approved the experimental shot clock use in boys and girls basketball during regular season and tournaments. I'm actually excited for the shot clock. I think it makes the game move. I have been to so many games as a journalist where teams will hold the ball and just waste clock because they either have a lead or they're worried that the team's better than them and they're going to try to score. I understand it's strategic and it makes sense, but at the same time, it is awfully boring and isn't fair to the game of basketball itself. The basketball gods up north looking down are like, what are you doing? So I think the shot clock is great and I hope these experimental runs prove that it's worth implementing in high school basketball. Also the 23rd, we got some volleyball. LaSalle Peru defeated Princeton 25-17, 25-17. St. Bede fell to Rock Ridge 25-20, 25-12. Depew lost to Galva 25-15, 25-7. Mendota beat Putnam County in three sets 25-22, dropped the second 22-25, and then won the third 25-18. Weathersfield defeated Burrow Valley 25-22, 25-19. Sterling defeated Dixon in three sets, including the third, which was 25-20. Kiwani defeated Ridgewood. Morris defeated Pontiac 25-10, 25-13. Earlville knocked off South Beloit 25-5, 25-11. And Newman picked up a win over United Township 25-10, 25-4. Girls Tennis, Sterling defeated Newman, 8-1. Back to the golf course, boys style first. Sterling defeated Moline, 160-179, behind Cam O'Brien's 42. Mendota knocked off Rock Ridge, 169-236. Owen Augenball had a 39. Clay Buffington, a 42. Brody Hart, a 43. Gail Strauss, a 45. Byron, boys and girls, defeated Rockford Christian. Leading the boys as the medalist was Aaron Lorenz with the 38. And for Byron, the girls medalist, Abby Baker with a 44. That was a nice transition to girls golf as LaSalle Peru defeated Sandwich 151-202. The medalist was Allie Thorne with a 43. Boys soccer action from August 23rd, a Tuesday, LP LaSalle Peru defeated Princeton 5-1. Gio Garcia with the hat trick. Wednesday, August 24th, we'll start with some boys soccer. Mendota defeated Samanak 7-0. Hasil Watson with another hat trick, his second in two games. Jonathan Cortez had two goals. Johan Cortez and Isaiah Nanez had one each. Streeter defeated Newman 7-0. On the volleyball court, DeKalb defeated Sycamore in three sets, dropping the first 14-25, but picking up the second and third 25-22, 25-23. Tennis action, Kiwani defeated East Peoria. That is girls tennis. Boys golf, LaSalle Peru knocks off Hall 155-164. For Hall, Landon Plym a 35, Grant Plym a 38, Lucas Manriquez, a 43, and Josh Scary, a 48. LP's Coleman Rundle on hole number nine hit a hole in one, which is a par three. Hole in one for the young Rundle. Good stuff for the Cavaliers. Man, a hole in one? That is every golfer's dream. I'm still trying to get there. Girls Golf. Geneseo knocked off the Cavaliers of LaSalle, Peru, 199 to 241. For Geneseo, Olivia Sai and LaSalle Peru's Eddie Mills were the medalists with 49s. Going to cross country, the Morris Early Bird. Morris girls won, the boys were 7th. 
Streeter finished 6th in the boys' realm, and four girls finished 13th. Cody Danko for Streeter finished 4th. Let's get to week 1 football action. Friday, August 26th was week 1. Hall lost to Orion 42-12. St. Bede defeated Sherrard 28-14. John Brady ran in four touchdowns. The dude's a stud. Mendota lost to Erie Prophetstown 54-34. Princeton beat Rock Ridge 41-22. In case you didn't know, I am the Princeton play-by-play guy for the entire football season for WAJK 99.3 FM. Check it out, me and Jeremy Reed, or Jeremy Reed and I, bringing you the action from the football field, and the Tigers have a great season underway. Check it out, check it out, listen to us. There's an app as well, just look up WLPO 103.9, and all the stations, including WAJK, are all included, and you can hear the broadcast off of the app. LaSalle, Peru beats United Township 31-21. Barrow Valley lost to Villa Grove, 33-12. Ottawa knocked off Plano in what most call the upset, 13-12. For Ottawa, Ryder Miller had 118 yards against Plano, while Plano's Waleed Johnson had 139. Marquette knocked off Aurora Christian, 26-20. Byron fell 15-7 to Stillman Valley in overtime. The Tigers went undefeated last year, and won a state championship. Dixon, 34, Oregon, 6. Fieldcrest fell to Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, 23-14. Rochelle picked up a week one victory over Woodstock, 14-7. Streeter, 52, East Peoria, 0. A skunk in a huge way for Streeter. Hersher beat Charleston, 41-30. Morris beat Cole City 49-10. Sycamore knocked off DeKalb 35-7. I know that is huge for Streeter being the little brother to DeKalb to pick up that 35-7 victory. That's huge for the Spartans. The Spartans ran 321 yards, snapped a seven-game losing streak to DeKalb. In eight-man football, Amboy, Lamoille, Ohio 28, Polo 12. Amboy came in number one in the state in eight-man. Polo was number two. Amboy knocked him off. Returning to 11-man football, Inouan Mothersfield, 35, Monmouth United, 16. Zeb Rashad had three touchdowns. Mason Heitzer had a pick six for the Titans. Geneseo, a huge 52-6 win over Chicago Comer. Running back Jaden Winsorl. 171 yards and three touchdowns. Rushed 66 yards and two touchdowns off six carries. Caught four passes for 105 yards and a touchdown. Kiwani fell to Monmouth Roseville, 22-16. Pontiac lost to Bloomington Central Catholic, 33-12. And Newman picked up a victory over Morrison, 28-6. Moving to golf. From Friday, the 26th of August, Hall finished 3rd of 12th in the Putnam County Scramble, which was four shots behind Peoria Christian, who won. For Saturday, August 27th, volleyball action, LaSalle proves Addison Urbanski named all-tournament team at Springfield Lutheran Crusader Classic as the Cavaliers finished 2-3. and three. Boys soccer, Mendota defeated Sterling 3-0, in the Oregon Tournament Championship to make the Trojans back-to-back winners of the Oregon Championship, which has great competition. That is a awesome start of the season tournament. In boys soccer action elsewhere, Ottawa defeated Indian Creek 2-1. Moving on to Monday, August 29th, just about getting to September. Boys Golf Hall knocks off Marquette and Fieldcrest. The Red Devils 172. The Crusaders, 176, and the Knights, 179. For the Hall Red Devils, Landon Plym was the medalist with the 38. Grant Plym had a 42. Josh Scary, a 45. Jacob Diaz, a 47. Volleyball. Princeton lost to East Moline, 25-23, 25-20. Sycamore fell to Genoa Kingston, 
25-7. Tuesday, August 30th, boys golf. St. Bede beat Hall and Kiwani as the Bruins, a 162, the Red Devils, a 174, and the Boilermakers, a 201. Morris won a triangular with Serena and Cole City as Morris had a 155, Serena a 168, and Cole City a 187. Tennis action, DeKalb lost to Belvedere 2-1. And to the volleyball court, Fieldcrest defeated Putnam County 25-19, dropped the second 22-25, picked up the third 25-5. LaSalle, Peru defeated Bloomington 25-19, 25-20, and St. Bede beat Hall 25-12, 25-18. This seems like a perfect time for a break as we speak with Surf Internet and Olsen Construction. Hey, Mendota. Surf's fiber internet is more reliable and 50 times faster than cable. Get one gig speed and two free Eero whole home Wi-Fi routers for only $85 a month. No contracts and free installation at a price that's locked for life. Yeah, locked, locked. That's right, locked for life. The price you pay today won't jump up each year like cable. We're expanding to more neighborhoods every day. So visit surfinternet.com to check your address or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer restrictions apply. Summer, just about a wrap. It's getting a little colder, but it's still, still a great opportunity to work on your home. To fix all those areas in your residence that you scoped out during the cold, the ice, the snow, the rain, the dark, the gloomy skies. Last winter, knowing that they're going to come back. So if you haven't got a fresh coat of paint, the new tiling, the new shingles, the new drywall, the electrical outlets, or any of the other renovations or replacements that your home may need, this is the perfect time before you have to wait again because of cold, bad weather. Olsen Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills and over 10 years of experience each to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, and formulate renovations in any room, hallway, staircase, garage, shed, or basement. For a free estimate, call 815-910-5982. Check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsenconstruction19 at gmail.com. Just a few more days, events that we need to talk about Illinois High School before we get on to other stuff. But let's pick up again. August 31st, it was a Wednesday Boys Soccer Morris defeated Ottawa 5-0. Senior Nick Weber had a hat trick in 7:09 in the second half. Scores three goals real fast for Morris. Streeter defeated Cornerstone Christian 4-0. And Serena just slid by Samanak 3-2. In volleyball, Burrow Valley knocked off Mendota 25-15, 25-13. While LaSalle, Peru, in a packed, packed house, defeated St. Bede, 25-9, 25-17. Anawan defeated Lamoille, 25-6, 25-11. Girls Golf Action, Sycamore, 184, Rosary, 212. Plano, lost to Caneland, 173-288. Byron, picked up a win over Genoa Kingston, 196-255. For Byron, Aaliyah Lauer, a 51, and Taylor Rhodes, a 54. To the boys' side of things, on Wednesday, August 31st, Byron beat Genoa Kingston 154 to 221. Mendota knocked off Rock Falls 165 to 174. Clay Buffington and Owa Augenball had 40s, and Drake Dennis had a 42. Dominic Stamberger a 43. Let's end the high school sport segment 
by catching up on football completely. We got week two and week three. Week three, we will have the records going into today's action, which will start tonight again, September 16th. It's a Friday. It's time for some football. But week two kicked off on Thursday, September 1st, as Princeton defeated Orion 60-20, moving Princeton to 2-0. I was at that game. Again, 99-3 WAJK. Check out all the play-by-play from me and the amazing insight from Jeremy Reed as the color commentator. Princeton, so dominant, so big, so fast. They, man, if they don't make it to state, I'll be very surprised. I was also at the eight-man game between Amboy and River Ridge on Friday, September 2nd, doing a little journalism stuff for Amboy News. And Amboy picked up a 68-14 victory over River Ridge to move to 2-0. Mendota moved to 1-1, lost in week one, but picked up a forfeit win over Riverdale for week two. And then on Monday, we'll skip forward just for a second, and on Monday, Mendota freshman sophomore lost to Riverdale 27-20, but I do believe some of those juniors and seniors were on the roster, which is not fair, but I think that's what is happening with Riverdale because they didn't have enough guys to have a senior varsity team or even a senior junior varsity team. So they move them down instead of moving freshmen and sophomores up like every single other program in the history of sports would do. St. Bede defeated Erie Prophetstown 41-20, moving St. Bede to 2-0. John Brady, four touchdown passes, two touchdown runs. The dude's a monster. Newman lost to Rock Ridge 33-8. Rock Ridge's Peyton Locke had three touchdowns. We don't really cover Rock Ridge, but Peyton Locke against Princeton was their number one focus, and I understood why. He is a beast, and he was doing the same thing against Newman. Newman 1-1 after week two. Hall got into the win column to move their record to 1-1, as they beat Monmouth-Roseville 44-24. Kiwani, 16-14 win over Morrison to be 1-1. Burrow Valley went 1-1 with a 2014 win over Sherrard. Mason Gossens had three rushing touchdowns for Burrow Valley. Interstate 8 White Conference. LaSalle Peru fell to 1-1 with an 18-16 loss to Metamora. Morris is 2-0. Ottawa 2-0. Sycamore 2-0. Morris with a 31-14 win over Antioch. Ottawa beat Streeter 42-14. And Sycamore beat Woodstock 46. Interstate 8 Blue Conference. Plano 1-1 at the time with a 45-22 victory over Mantino. Rochelle had a big week 2 win 49-13 over Hersher to move to 2-0. Hersher and Streeter both in the Illinois Central 8 had tough losses. They are both 1-1. One one. Reed Custer, 2-0 after week two to share the top of the, the ice. I love saying it. The ice. Ice, baby. Illinois Central 8 Conference with Piatone and Wilmington after they crushed Arcola 66-7. That's Reed Custer crushing Arcola 66-7. Cole City. Picked up a 32-6 win over Bishop McNamara to move to 1-1. DeKalb, 1-1 in the DePage Valley Conference. 48-14 win over Plainfield South. In the Big Northern, Dixon beat North Boone 21-14 to move to 2-0 to be on top of the conference with Genoa Kingston and Stillman Valley. Byron, 1-1 after a 42-7 win over Winnebago. Oregon defeated Rockford Christian 18-14 to move to 1-1. One one. In eight-man football in the Northern 2 Conference, Amboy picked up that win. They're still at the top. Polo now 1-1 one one as they beat Orangeville 40-8. In the Western Big 6, Quincy is 2-0. Six teams are at 1-1, one one, including Geneseo and Sterling. As Geneseo lost to Grays Lake Central 24-14 and Sterling lost to Wheaton St. Francis 35-27. Anwan Weathersfield four-way tie atop of Lincoln Trail Conference with Rova, Knoxville, and Stark County all at 2-0. 
the Titans beat West Hancock Co-op 62-6. Fieldcrest fell to 0-2 in the Heart of Illinois Conference Large Division with a 28-0 defeat to rival El Paso Gridley. Marquette is one of two independent schools at 2-0 with Chicago Hope as they defeated Chicago Christian 41-0. Pontiac 0-2 in the Illinois Prairie Conference with a 55-13 loss to Prairie Central. Dwight Gardner South Wilmington Co-op 0-2 in the Vermilion Valley North while Seneca is 2-0 with Iroquois West. So Seneca and Iroquois West at the top of the conference. Unfortunately, DGSW is at toward the bottom. Dwight lost 46-8 against Henning Roseville Elvin and Seneca beat Hoopston 49-16. And to be completely caught up, week three in week three action, Amboy trailed by 10 points with six minutes left in the game against number two, Milledgeville. It would be a tough contest, and it was. They were trailing 10 points, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Quarterback Tucker Lindenmeyer, the lone Clipper senior, found Brennan Blaine for a touchdown. Then the two-point conversion was good. The defense makes a stop, and then Tucker runs in a 30-40 to yard touchdown for the 40-36 to win over Milledgeville. Woo! And boy... Stays number one in the state and undefeated at 3-0 in eight-man football. Man, the Clippers are awesome to watch. Versatile options, offensive options all over the field. The defense hits hard. Man, they're a good team to watch. If you have not seen Amboy, Lamoille, Ohio, go check them out. Also in eight-man polo, which is also in the North 2 Conference with Amboy, beat St. Thomas Moore 46-0. Illinois Central 8 Conference, Reed Custer, Wilmington, and Piotone are all 3-0. Streeter is 2-1, and Cole City and Hersher are 1-2. Week 3 action, Reed Custer crushed Lyle 53-0. They've outscored opponents. Reed Custer has 186-7. Streeter knocked off Hersher 16-12, and Cole City lost to Wilmington 17-7. Week 3, Big Northern Conference. Dixon, Genoa Kingston, Stillman Valley, all 3-0. Byron is 2-1. Oregon, 1-2. Dixon beat Rockford Christian, 57-8. Byron defeated Rockford Lutheran, 45-6. Oregon fell to Stillman Valley, 41-6. In the DePage Valley Conference, DeKalb is 2-1 as they defeated Belleville West, 49-0. Vermilion Valley North. Seneca is atop the conference with Iroquois West at 3-0. Dwight Gardner South Wilmington are 0-3. The Trojans lost to Westville 34-7. And Seneca just beat Salk Fork 37-35. In the Western Big Six, Geneseo, Sterling, Rock Island, Moline, and Quincy are all 2-1. Geneseo defeated United Township 36-13 and Sterling a big 48-21 win over Galesburg. Three Rivers Mississippi Division. Princeton and St. Bede 3-0. Mendota and Newman are 2-1 and and Kiwani, Burrow Valley, and Hall 1-2. Princeton with the 55-20 win over Hall. Princeton was up 42-0. Running clock in the half, in the second half, before they put in their subs. Hall scored a few, but Princeton just very dominant. St. B defeated Kiwani 34-20. Mendota knocked off Burrow Valley 49-23. And Newman squeaked by Orion 13-12. Anawan Weathersfield is 3-0 in the Lincoln Trail Conference with their 39-19 win over Princeville. In Interstate 8 White competition, Sycamore, Morris, and Ottawa are 3-0. LaSalle, Peru is 2-1. Sycamore, a 41-0 win over Woodstock. Morris defeated Caneland 32-24. 
Ottawa shut out Harvard in a 63-0 crushing, and LaSalle Peru defeated Woodstock North 21-13. Fieldcrest now 1-2. They got on the winning ways in the Heart of Illinois Conference Large Division with a forfeit win over Fisher, who canceled their program like Riverdale did. Marquette and Chicago Hope, the only 3-0 independent teams, Marquette a 28-0 win over Deer Creek Mackinac in Week 3. They'll play Anawan Wethersfield in Week 4, so that will be a great game. Interstate 8 Blue Division, Rochelle and Richmond Burton are undefeated at 3-0. Plano is at 2-1. Rochelle defeated Johnsburg 60-34. Plano skunked Westmont 54-0. In Illinois Prairie Conference, Pontiac is 1-2 as they beat Rantoul 50-14 in Week 3 to get in the win column. Always fun and exciting to watch, pay attention, cover, talk about all of this Illinois high school sports stuff. I say stuff, but I'm talking stats, accomplishments, all the great things that these kids are doing. It is tons and tons and tons of fun to talk about. Now we're caught up, so moving forward for other podcasts, which we're going to roll. We're rolling, 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 rolling. Now that we got a computer, it's up and going, it's time. It's time to just keep them flowing. So many great interviews in the vault that we need to get out. And I mean so many. There's so many great conversations you need to hear, like right now. I don't know about you, but when I am watching sports, digesting sports kind of makes me hungry and want to digest food a.k.a. pizza. There are pizza joints in almost every village, town, or city we talk about or represent on Edge of Your Seat podcast. Deep dish, thin crust, in-between crust, meats, veggies, cheese, the works. Each of them have all the options we're used to, except Ignea Pizzeria Napolitana. The pizzeria located at 215, that's 215 Jefferson Street in Ottawa is different than the norm. Ignea, meaning fiery in Italian, is exactly what you get as a traditional wood-fired oven Napolitan pizza is topped with their fresh in-house mozzarella and San Marzano tomatoes. I always say San Marzano, so you understand how delicious they are. The meats are also delicious. The veggies are fresh, petitely cut. Add in-house lemonade and drinks and other food items unlike other menus including dessert options, and it's a dining experience unlike any other. We've only spoken about half of the event known as a night out at an exquisite establishment, which is food. But what about the environment? Elegant, sleek, refined, fresh, new, full of drip, if we're talking in 2022 language. Kind of defines Ignea Pizzeria Napolitana, but only you can find the right adjective to fit your experience. Ignea is open Monday, Thursday, and Friday, 4 to 9 p.m., Saturday, noon to 9 p.m., Sunday, noon to 8 p.m., closed on Tuesday and Wednesday. Call 815-324-9229 for carryout, delivery, or to book a reservation. I know going back to the Illinois Valley Men's Championship seems so long ago as it was July 30th and 31st, but again, when I wrote the script, It was only a couple weeks in, and we were trying and trying and trying to contact the winners to get them on. By the time we did, there was vacations and work stuff and everything that was going on. So, didn't work out. Will happen next time. We have to go over who won. This is a huge golf event in the area, so you know we got to talk about it. In the championship class, Brian Lear won with a two under par and right behind him was his son Bailey Lear and Josh Gass as they were even so two strokes under and that's what Brian Lear wins by is two strokes congrats to Brian Lear in the A flight Tom Prescott was two over par Paul Snook and Larry Keith were eight over par so Tom Prescott winning the A flight by six strokes in the B flight Scott Lilly was 14 over par, Pat Kirshner and Rod Lowry were 19 over par. Pat Kirshner winning the tiebreaker, that is my buddy, we call him Shooter, 
Shooter McGavin, Shooter Kirshner, you know, same thing. But he won the tiebreaker with a 20-yard putt to keep it going and to take second place in the B flight. In the C flight, David Penny won with a 23 over. Clay Buffington and Paul Buffington were second and third with a 28 over. In the senior league, Spark Larkin won seven over par. Scott Weesbrook was second, nine over par. And Willie Hansen and Terry Beard were tied for third with 14 over par. The Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp, the Prospect League baseball team in Peru, finished their season August 7th. The Pistol Shrimp made the playoffs, winning the Wabash River Division Championship 11-10 over Danville Dams. Unfortunately, and I was at this game, their season ended 7-4 to Chillicothe Paints on August 9th in the Eastern Conference Championship. They were up 4-0, and then the Paints just came back. Their pitching stepped up, and Pistol Shrimp made an error or two, I believe, and the Paints just kept plugging away to get the 7-4 victory. Have to say congratulations to Zach Lane, Tucker Bogey, and Harrison Bodendorf as they are all all-stars representing the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp. Another shout-out through the Pistol Shrimp, Lucas Burris, who calls the Hall games on the Wolf 96.5 Hall football games. He also does baseball with the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp. He has been the voice of the Pistol Shrimp for the last two seasons, and now he has been promoted to the assistant general manager. So huge shout out to Lucas Burris. We'll try to get him on the show, talk some pistol shrimp. Michael Hermosillo continues to tear it up for AAA Iowa Cubs. And he was brought up to the Cubs recently. He's all over the place. Still playing very well. The man has talent and I'm happy for him that he's still plugging away. Before he got called up by the Cubs, this is what he was doing in AAA. August 25th. Two for four with the stolen base. August 26th, he was 0 for 2, but he had a run, had a walk, and an RBI. August 28th, 3 for 5, three runs, two doubles, and a triple. August 30th, 1 for 4 with a run, a double, and a walk. Just getting it done. Now he's doing the same thing on the big stage as he was called up by the Cubs. So awesome to have a guy from Ottawa. Hermosillo, an Ottawa grad, representing Illinois, the Midwest, Illinois Valley, and professional baseball. As a business owner, one of the issues you have to be aware of is injury and liability to your staff. An injury can lead to open shifts because an employee is unable to work, a possible lawsuit, and other grievances at the workplace. SureStep Illinois is a woman-owned small business based out of Tonica that is here to help eliminate those injuries and liabilities, which are the number one workman's compensation claim in America. SureStep Illinois is a non-slip treatment that will not change the look, texture, or appearance of the tile it's placed on, whether it's residential, business, indoor, or outdoor applications. The non-slipness has been independently tested in labs as SureStep has achieved the highest dynamic coefficient of friction in the industry. Competitors are slipping to catch up. There's absolutely no business downtime as the tile or floor SureStep is applied to can be worked on, stepped on, jumped on, danced on, two-step, right after the treatment is applied. SureStep by Illinois also offers strip waxing non-slip coatings for a little extra stick with some texture and look changes to the applied surface. Contact Mary Jane Orozco at 815-488. 6565 to get SureStep Illinois today. Let's get to the grab bag, throw out some topics I want to talk about. We're going to start with Russell Wilson, who just lost to Seattle. (laughs) He was with Seattle his entire career, goes to the Denver Broncos. Five years, $245 million. He's 33 years old, and he'll be 34 November 29th, which is during the season. That kind of deal. First game, first week of a season, not on his former team, and he plays his former team and loses. 
And unfortunately, I think it was because of him, because there was two turnovers that I held directly responsible to Russell Wilson, and he just coughed it up. Had to talk about August 29th, 2001, 2001. Serena Williams wins a U.S. Open match. Albert Pujols hits a home run. Vlad Guerrero, Craig Biggio, and Dante Bichette all have hits. Now let's get back to where we're at now. August 29th, 2022, Williams wins U.S. Open, a match at U.S. Open, which is her last U.S. Open, according to her. We'll see if she comes out of retirement, but she wants to move on from tennis. Albert Pujols hits a home run. Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, and Bo Bichette all have hits. That is the weirdest thing I have ever heard in sports with the same people or people of the same family all doing the same things on the same date, 21 years apart. Crazy. Monster trade in the NBA. Jazz traded Donovan Mitchell to the Cavaliers for Laurie Marketing, Oshai Agbaji, Colin Saxton, and the Cavs' unprotected first-round picks in 2025, 2027, 2029, with pick swaps in 2026 and 2028. The Jazz have acquired 13 picks. They're unprotected or lightly protected from now until 2029. Insane. Two deals, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. 13 picks. This is a total rebuild. But they did it in a great way. Great assets coming back. I do not like Laurie Marketing. I do not. I do not. I do not. But he can help a team win. Colin Saxon is cool. So many picks. I would not be surprised if the Jazz are a juggernaut in about two to three years. And the last thing, Candace Parker is unbelievable. Watching the Chicago Sky, man, in the playoffs, the first ever 15 points, 15 rebounds, Five assists and six block game. She also had four steals. Just saying. That was in the third game of the semifinals in the Eastern Conference. They did get beat. Connecticut came back. They led to one. Connecticut came back, took the five-game series, and now we are in the WNBA Finals. Game was last night where the Connecticut Sun, who knocked out the sky defeated the Las Vegas Aces 105-76. to But the Aces still lead the series 2-1, to figuring out who is going to be the next WNBA champion. But until then, we got to listen to Christian Soderholm and his trip to Malta, his basketball expertise, and everything that guy is doing. Christian Soderholm, great basketball player, great person, great interview, great chat. Great time with Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We're going to let you go there. We will be back soon, fast and furious, as we now got a computer. I've said that about five times, but man, just so happy to be doing this, talking sports again. We got football, high school style rolling. I am officiating basketball and volleyball games. Got kid stuff going on. Man, life is fun. It is quick. It is busy, and that's the only way to do it. We got to get every single second of life in that we can, and I am the definition of that, or I want to be the definition of that. So we transfer all that over to Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Until next time, peace. Had this guy on not too long ago doing amazing things, playing basketball in Malta. No, not Malta right outside of DeKalb, a little hick town. Sorry, anybody from Malta or DeKalb, call it a hick town, but it's really, really small. This guy is playing in Malta, which is right above Africa, right below Italy. So he's an international player now. Of course, we are talking about LaSalle Peru alum, Christian Soderholm. What is going on, my friend? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Full basketball mode between high school, college, NBA, and you know I love basketball, so I had to have you back on. Of course. Mid-season, best time of the year. Yeah, so you're like in your like halfway point, right? Yeah, uh, just about wrapping up uh, a little Christmas break over here. Uh, I had about a month off. Uh, ready to get back into it, though. So how many games have you guys played so far? 
Uh, somewhere between 12 and 15, honestly. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> no worries. You just play them. You but, don't have to keep stats. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, we're just about halfway through the season. Perfect, perfect. And what was the name of your team again? It's the Malta... The Hyberians. The Hyberians. That's kind of a unique, cool name. Yeah. So you definitely don't find that anymore back home. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. What are your team colors? Uh, we're just black and white. So, <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty basic, but it's all right. You've had a lot of different uh, color combos through your career. I mean, we'll start off with... LP with the red and green you were at IV purple and white or purple silver purple black whichever way you want to do that and then you played a couple other spots yeah I was just green and white green and black at, at college black and white here in grade school I was at Putnam County for grade school for a few years too so I, you know I had the black and gold there so missing a blue and a red and you got like the whole color spectrum yeah true Blue is my favorite color, too, so that'd be nice. Somewhere down the road here, we'll we'll get on a a blue color wave team. There we go, there we go. Well, that means you don't want to be a Chicago Bull, shucks. (laughs) No, that'd be be something else. They're playing well, though. Oh, except last night when they run into the Nets. Oh, geez. See, it's so tough for me to try to catch games because all the games are played at, like, 3 a.m., so I just look at recaps and box scores most of the time. (laughs) I gotcha. Because, yeah, it is January 13th at 9-11, Chicago Central Standard Time. You in Malta, what time is it now? Yeah, it's 4-11 p.m. the afternoon here. So you're seven hours difference? Yeah, seven hours ahead. I'm kind of used to it now, but, like, when I first got over here, it's, like, the mornings are just the longest mornings, like, you could think of. Because it's, like, I get up, you know, 7 or whatever, and I don't hear from anyone until, you know, maybe 1 or 2. Like, people that are getting up early. My mom's on Eastern time, so, like, usually hear from her first, but it's, like, it's just, like, waiting to kind of hear from people. And it's, like, all right, now, now I know people are kind of waking up back home when it's starting to be the afternoon here. So you're like, I'm not going to hear from anybody till 1, 2 o'clock, so I'm just going to chill. Kind of nice, you know, keeps me uh, keeps me focused. Like, I got my routine, I'll get on the court, then I'll get in the, in the weight room. It's like, all right, when I'm finishing up lunch, then I'll uh, we'll catch up with people. Definitely, definitely. Let's talk about your experience over there. I mean, you're an international traveler now. <laughs> How has it been over there? It's been fun. I'm really enjoying it. It was total culture shock and just literally it's it's just a whole different world over here um when i first got over here but obviously kind of you know accustomed and acquainted to things now but yeah i mean i'm enjoying it uh it's cool just uh being just totally enveloped in a different culture and everything but yeah I'm, i'm really enjoying it I mean, it's 2022. Everybody loves to eat food. <laughs> what are some cool foods that you've ate or tried over in Malta? In Malta. So there's a heavy Italian influence on food, as you could imagine. One of the first weekends we went out as a team, and one of like a big like specialty dish here is like rabbit. I know we have it like back home, like here and there. People, mostly like people who hunt will eat it or whatever, but a novelty here so i had to try when we went out and it's just it's a lot of work to eat i'll be honest because <laughs> it comes like like on the bone and everything still so it's like all these little rabbit bones you're trying to it's a lot of work for a little reward that and i haven't tried it but also a big thing here is is horse meat morally i was just like i can't do that and also like i don't know Nah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sit this one out, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a lot of good pastas. I swear, like, every other restaurant at least is, like, a pasta slash, like, pizza spot. They'll have, like, a lot of places where it's just, like, basically just a storefront, a window with just, like, a kind of, like, an awning out, and they'll just have, like, everything, like, already made for the day and i don't know a lot of a lot of spots like that there's a place that's owned by italians to to brick oven pizza spot and it's 
might be the best pizza I've ever had. We'll say the best thin crust pizza I've ever had. We'll say that. <laughs> ever? Yeah. Like, this place is insane. Owned by real Italians. Like, the place is legit. Really good. But I don't know if it'll top deep dish for me, because that's my jam. But this is really good. Sammy in Oglesby's heart is breaking a little bit now for you to say that about thin crust pizza. <laughs> you like Sam's? Uh, I mean, I lived in Oglesby for five years while I was working at the uh, News Tribune in LaSalle, so I was uh, yeah. I was a semi-regular. I'd probably hit it up once a week or once every other. It was good. Uh, I'll just say it's funny. I just like, even in, you know, just the LP area, people have their spots, and most of the time it's within whatever, whether it's Oglesby or... Sal or Peru or Otto, like everyone's got their their staples. Yep, Legrados is definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. a lot of good spots. Be like, hey, this pizza over here, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty legit. Not gonna lie. Can you send pizzas over here, like DoorDash, UPS, like anything like that? Like, could I send stuff back home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might be it. A few weeks before you get it, but I'm sure we could do something. <laughs> so that probably wouldn't work. The pizza be all moldy, nasty. That's not working. Yeah. So we'll just have to take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Could just be blowing smoke, but you can't prove me wrong. <laughs> true, true. We have no evidence. No evidence. Let's talk about this team. I mean... Again, international player, I know some of the rules, some of the things about basketball are not the same as over here. How are you adjusting and being able to play in a whole new environment for you? There were kind of just like there was a few like, I guess, different rules, international player or whatever. Biggest thing that I've been, they're like really, first off, just me and even like my teammate and the refs. We just, we don't see eye to eye. They're just, I don't know, it's like they have it out for us. They just not like us being Americans or whatever. But their biggest thing is, like, they're so, like, stingy on, like, travel calls. So there's been a few times, and I'll even, like, go back and, like, super slow-mo the film, and I'm like, how oh, is this a travel? Like, why did I get called for this or something? And it's just on, like, a, basically, like, I just... You know, you got your pivot foot, and then, you, you know, you put you go to drive, you put the ball out, and it's like, if it's not ball to your hands, like, way, like, way before, like, you, you pick up that, like, that pivot, I don't know, it's, it's something they just love to call, um, but it's so inconsistent with it, too, so it's, like, it's frustrating when it does get called, whatever, but for the most part, I mean, things are the same. I think the first, first or second game, I really, is like it's eight seconds backcourt, so it's like NBA, obviously. All I've known is 10 seconds. If you have the ball, like, you're inbounded in the half court, you can't throw it back to, like, the backcourt. So I did that once, and I was, there was like, oh, turnover immediately. I was like, wait, what? It's just a few. So it's nice to have those, you know, three or four preseason games. It's nice to get those to kind of get acquainted with some things and just my first time experience and stuff like that so yeah just a few things here and there but for the most part i mean basketball is basketball so not too bad just a few learning curves here and there the backcourt thing would kill me especially i'm a huge nba 2k player and i do that every time i'm inbounding the ball like i make them go back on the other side right. of the floor and then i bring it up every single time that would that would yeah, just give yourself some space yeah I was super confused when I when the whistle blew immediately when I caught it, and I was like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And I mean, that's going to be an advantage for the defense because there's no space, and you can just, like, pack it in right there where the guy's throwing the ball in. Like, that's kind of an unfair advantage, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Flip side of that, like, I knowing that, when I was on defense and that was happening, you know, usually I'm just kind of like, you know, kind of give some fake pressure, and the guy will just bounce out and catch it in the backcourt. But now it's just like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay on you here. I'm, I'm going to deny. Yeah, so I guess, you know, it works for both sides, that's for sure. Talked about this before when you were on about how each team in this league or whatever could have two Americans. Was that right? I mean, technically you can have as many imports as you want, I guess. Typically teams have two or three um, just because you can only play 
two on court at one time. So, I mean, the more players you have, the more players you got to please and you have playing time and stuff too. So, for us, we have two Americans and then we had uh, we have a Serbian import as well. So, he falls under that same kind of import category just because he's not from Malta. He's our big boy. He's uh, he's like 7-1. So, when he comes in, usually, you know, sparing minutes here and there because he's, <laughs> he's a tank. But... Yeah, he's usually good for about a point a minute at least. Just wow. come in ten minutes and just give you at least ten points right there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, all three of you cannot be on the court at the same time. No. Gotcha. And what is the uh, the big boy's name? Ivan. Nice. And then what's the other American's name? Mace. Did you did you know him from before? Yeah, we played against each other in college. Gotcha. How was a chemistry yeah. or a flow between you two formed? That's good. We kind of know each other's ten- tendencies now, you know, our strengths, what we want to do. When we have the ball, when each other have the ball, when we're off the ball, the shots I want, the shots he wants. Um, so, yeah, it's good. And not just between us two, you know, the rest of the team. We've got some good players on the team as well outside of us. So it's been fun. It's been a struggle for us to have everyone healthy at the same time. But we've been playing well outside of that. Gotcha. How is the style of play over there? Is it how it is now, chucking up threes, running up and down the court? Or what's the style of play for you guys? It's really team to team. We started off the year. I feel like even just through the season, we've kind of had to influence on other teams. We really like to get up and down. You know, fast break. Obviously, if we don't have anything in the you know, on a fast break, we'll, you know, we'll slow it down, get a half-court set or something. I'll look at the, the box scores of, like, the other games, and our, our games are always high-scoring because of that. And then it's like, okay, this team that maybe had 80 against us because we put up 100, you know, a week later, they'll put up, like, 60 points. And it's just like we we kind of control, controlling the game from that aspect of how, you know, the pace, which it's – is good. You want to be in control of the pace of the game, but you know, there's some teams that have better shooters, so you know they're putting up more threes. And honestly, depends a lot on the import players on each team, kind of what they're doing. Um, so some teams, you know, they have better shooters, so you know they're putting up more threes. Um, other teams, guys that are more head down going to the basket, or just big men, like one team. I feel like they should be better than they are. They have they, they made some changes at break, which is it's another weird aspect for me. Is like this is a business, you know, for you know not just the players, for the teams, coaches, everything. So um, a lot of teams have you know cut players over this Christmas break here and brought new players in. Um, some teams have just brought in an extra guy, which is just it's weird. There was a team we played uh, I don't know if you know the name Alex Oriaki he uh, he won a national title with Kemba at UConn actually he was playing on a team in the league here and I think he moved on to a different country I'm not sure where I just know he won't be here the rest of the season they have a different big guy I just I don't really blame him um, I don't know I don't know if it was mutual both ways but he's a big boy still he's in his 30s now, but yeah, it was cool talking to him, kind of playing with him. Some of the guys are cool, like, you know, they're a free throw, whatever, you can talk to them, pick their brands, because, you know, there's only so many Americans over here. And other guys are like, just like, no, just, I don't want to talk to you, like, I don't know. So, but, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying the guys on the team here, just learn about different things. I always pick their brains, ask them, you know, about stuff here and there. Trying to enjoy it and be involved in Maltese culture as much as I can. Definitely. Sounds like you got a pretty cool setup for at least a year of a different atmosphere, different environment, different location, and playing the game you love. So doesn't sound too awful. No, we're, we're doing all right. Perfect. I've seen one of your games. You've been awesome about putting links and stuff on your Facebook to make sure people can see your games. Thank you. I appreciate that because I watched one. And I think you had, like, in that game, 18 points, like 11 or 12 rebounds. 
Yeah, must have been a little down game, that one that you saw. But, (laughs) no, we're somewhere around, like, 23 points, like, just under 15 boards. Put up good numbers, which is, you know, important for me to move on and get get another job next year, next season. With you saying that, what is the plan? What are you playing for? What is, you know, the termination behind you having a great season with Malta? Um, for this year here, it was really about me just getting my start somewhere. Did I think it was going to be a little island in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea? No. Um, but it's a good springboard. Uh, it's a good opportunity for me to just get stats in a professional league. So that was the biggest thing for me, especially coming off injury, having you know an entire year plus off. So it's just kind of building my credibility, building my stats up to be able to promote myself to the next, you know, the next guy, you know, a better league. We don't want to make a horizontal move playing in, you know, a good situation next year as well. Well, congrats on everything you're doing over there. You're having a great season and you're only halfway through. So you got some more awesomeness to prove here. Yeah. Well, uh, playoffs start in April for us. So got a few months to, uh, grind it out until then and then, the, and then the second season begins here we have to keep up with you see what's going on over there so we'll have you back on for sure definitely dude enjoy it well thank you for joining edge of your seat podcast like i said we'll have you back all right dude sounds good